بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters today we will talk about one of the greatest of the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam one of them who one day Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam held his hand and he said to him oh maad i love you how he must have felt subhanallah how must maad bin jabal radhiyallahu anhu about whom we will speak today must have felt when Rasulullah ﷺ held his hand and said, Oh Ba'ad, I love you. Because the one that Rasulullah ﷺ loves, Allah loves. And the one whose hand Rasulullah ﷺ holds, he will not let go until he takes him into Jannatul Firdaus. Ma'ad bin Jabal was a young man. He was known to be very handsome and with a great personality he became he was a madina um, he was a he was a, one of the ansar he was from madina um, he became muslim at the hands of musab ibn umair another young man the dai and the ambassador of rasulullah sallallahu to yathrib before the hijra maad bin jabal radhiyallahu was among the 72 people of yathrib who came to makkah a year before Hijrah and uh, made Baya with Rasulullah at Aqaba, which is called the Baytul Aqaba, and where they pledged to support Rasulullah with money, with time, with life, if necessary, to protect him and to protect his message. As soon as uh, Ma'ad radiallahu then returned to Medina from, from Makkah. Uh, he and a few others of his age, they made a, a, a group and they were very enthusiastic and very energetic in spreading the word of Islam to the mushrikeen, to the idolaters in Yathrib. And Amr bin uh, Jumu'ah, who became a Muslim as a result of this. He was a very prominent uh, Sahabi of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We have talked about him before. When Rasulullah reached Madina, Mu'ad bin Jabal stayed in his company as much as possible. He studied the Quran and he studied the laws of Islam um, until he became one of the most uh, knowledgeable people in fiqh. And people used to go to him and Rasulullah gave him the permission to make fatwa and people would go to him for legal judgments and rulings on different matters. The biggest certificate that he could have received came from Rasulullah himself when Rasulullah said, the most knowledgeable of my ummah in matters of halal and haram is Mu'ad bin Jabal. One of um, Mu'ad bin Jabal's greatest contribution was that he was one of the group of uh, six people who collected the Quran and wrote it down uh, during the lifetime of Rasulullah. 
Um, to the extent that Mayad bin Jabal was very well known for this and hugely respected um, for his uh, contribution to the Quran and for his knowledge of Islam. After uh, Fatah Makkah, Mu'ad bin Jabal was one of them who Rasulullah appointed to teach the new Muslims of Makkah uh, the fundamentals of Islam and he, he uh, asked Mu'ad bin Jabal to stay uh, with Attab ibn Usay who was the governor of Makkah and uh, for, uh, for some time to teach the people of Makkah uh, Islam. Sometime after uh, Rasulullah returned to Medina, uh, the messengers came from the king of Yemen to announce that the people of Yemen had become Muslim. And uh, they requested that some teachers should come with them to teach Islam to the people. For this, Rasulullah sent a group of uh, competent Dawat and made Mu'ad bin Jabal their Amir. And then there is this beautiful story. Rasulullah ordered Mu'ad bin Jabal to mount on his horse and Rasulullah held the bridle of the horse and he walked Mu'ad bin Jabal on the way, on the road to Yemen out of Medina. And on the way, this was like the viva of a PhD program, Rasulullah asked him questions. He said, "What? how will you judge? According to what will you judge? Mu'ad bin Jabal said, Ya Rasulullah, according to the book of Allah. And Rasulullah said, and if you do not find the answer there, Mu'ad bin Jabal said, according to the sunnah of Rasulullah And then Rasulullah said, and if you do not find the answer there also, Mu'ad bin Jabal said, then I will make ishtihad to form my own judgment uh, within the kitab of Allah and the sunnah of Rasulullah Rasulullah was pleased with this and he said, Praise be to Allah who guided the messenger of the Prophet to that which pleases the Prophet. Who guided the messenger of the Nabi to what pleases the Nabi. Rasulullah personally, um, before this, Rasulullah said to Muhammad bin Jabal, he said, you are going to Yemen, to a people of the book, because the Yemenis were Christian and uh, some of them had become Muslim and so on, but still the majority were Christian. He said, you are going to a place, to a people of the book. He said, present to them Islam, present to them La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, Tawheed. If they accept, then teach them Salah. And when they start praying, he said, tell them about zakat and take it from their rich and give it to their poor. And when you take the zakat, he said, do not take that which is most beloved to them. Don't take their best things. Now, see the beautiful uh, advice of this and the hikmah and the wisdom of this hadith. First of all, Rasulullah is teaching the fundamentals. He's saying, teach them and invite them to Islam, invite them to Tawheed. Because that is the fundamental. Without Tawheed, there is nothing else. 
Tawhid is what distinguishes and differentiates Islam from anything else. He doesn't say, call their bishops to a debate and destroy them on stage, humiliate them and show them that they are on falsehood. No, he's not saying any of that. He's saying, be nice to them, be polite to them, invite them. And if they accept, he's not saying force them. He said, if they accept, then teach them salah. Because that is the physical manifestation of the kalima. And then he says, and once they have established salah, he said, then tell them about zakat and see the beauty. He didn't say, take the zakat and send it to Madina. He didn't say, take the zakat and use it yourself. No, he said, take the zakat from their rich and give it to their poor. And don't take the best of things from them. Now see the hikmat of this. In any country, in any situation, any society, the poor always outnumber the rich. And the difference between rich and poor sometimes is very marked. And the poor can only look up to the rich and look up at the rich, at their palaces, at their, um, you know, their vehicles, their rides and so on, and envy them. But very little comes down to them. Uh, this whole concept of trickle-down of uh, wealth is, uh, is, is really a fantasy. Now here, Islam becomes the reason why that will happen. And that happens regularly every year. And it happens, uh, you know, according to a particular measure which is set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first and foremost thing you are doing is you are showing the people that Islam is beneficial for them. That thanks to Islam, you were living in poverty, but now you have some wealth because of Islam, nothing else. And also, it builds a bond between the rich and the poor because when those rich people go and they give uh, charity to the poor because of Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changes their hearts and they become more compassionate and they become more kind and they actually end up doing more than what they had originally intended to do. Right? This is the beauty of it. And then Rasulullah is telling him, don't take the best because you don't want people to feel that they have lost something. Then Rasulullah said to him, that he said, O Mu'ad, it is possible that when you return, you will not find me here, but you will only see my masjid and my grave. Mu'ad bin Jabal Radilanu dismounted from his horse, he started weeping. He said, Ya Rasulullah, let me not, uh, let me go later. He said, let me be with you. Rasulullah said, no, you must go, and you must go now. Now this also teaches us the critical importance of Islam and of the Dawat of Islam which even supersedes the obvious benefit and the obvious uh, blessing of being in the company of Rasulullah The importance of Dawat al-Islam even supersedes that because the, the Rasul came for the message and therefore the message is what must take precedence in our lives. We emulate the Rasul alayhi salam because he was the embodiment of the message and that is the message that he is sallallahu alayhi salam is giving to Ma'ad bin Jabal radiallahu the sahaba the, khali, the khulafa of Rasulullah sallallahu they uh, respected Ma'ad bin Jabal radiallahu and they appreciated him because they knew his talents and they knew how Rasulullah loved them, loved him. 
one in the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab uh, Muawiyah bin uh, Muawiyah bin Nabi Sufyan Anhu, sent a message saying Ya Amir Mumineen uh, the people of Syria they have all accepted Islam there are many people their towns are uh, we have big towns and we need people to teach them Quran and to instruct them in the religion so Umar then called five people who had uh, collected the Quran in the lifetime of Rasulullah and these were Ma'ad bin Jabal, Ubada bin Samit, Abu Ayyub al-Anzari, Ubay bin Kaab and Abu Darda radiallahu anhum ajma'in. And he said to them, your brothers in Syria have asked me to help them by sending people who can teach them Quran and instruct them in the religion. So please choose three among you for this task. And may Allah bless you. Or if you don't want to do it, then I can select three of you myself. So they said there is no need for uh, us to vote on this. Aboyo Bansari who is uh, very old. And Ubay bin Kaab who is, uh, is sick. So that leaves, th- that leaves three of us. And these three were... Mu'ad bin Jabal, uh, Ubadah bin Samit, and Abu Darda al-Ansari radiallahu anhu. So Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu said to them, um, go first to the city of Homs, and once you are satisfied with the people of uh, those people, one of you can stay there, and the other one can go to Damascus, and the other one to Palestine. So it was... Ubadah bin Samit, he was left at homes. Abu Darda radiallahu went to Damascus and Ma'ad bin Jabal radiallahu went to Palestine. It was at that time that what is known as the first plague, Justinian plague, uh, affected that whole area and Ma'ad bin Jabal radiallahu uh, succumbed to that. He was infected by that. And then when he was close to death, he turned his face towards the Kaaba and he said, Welcome, welcome. A visitor has come after a long absence. And he looked to the heavens and he said, Ya Rab, you know that I did not desire the world nor to prolong my stay in it. He said, Ya Rab, accept my soul with goodness as you would accept a believing soul. And then he passed away far from his family and his clan, a da'i in the service of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a muhajir in his path. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to learn from these beautiful stories of the Sahaba and to try to emulate them and in and practice them in our lives.